What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tercero y quince para Pittsburgh. El balón en la yarda, 31 sería un gol de campo y unas 49 yardas. A pasar Pickens, 4 pone presión, la boya, la boya presión, el pase largo, el centro, Pickens, Pickens a Pickens. Pickens a Pickens, Pickens a Pickens es un touchdown para Pittsburgh. Repite la dosis de la hace prácticamente ruta. dos semanas. La misma ruta. Trayectoria de poste arrancando en el slot del lado derecho y solito. Pickens aparece en las diagonales, Jorgito. ¡Ah, qué sonrisa tienes! Espectacular. Wow, and I knew every word that you were saying there, Alvaro Martín. Uh, from our Yo. Steelers Spanish game day broadcast. And by the way, I would I, I, I think it's upon you that you must sing happy birthday in Espanol to Max. Oh, it's his oh, 40th now we're birthday. Talking. Now we're talking. Come on, Alvaro. Let's put it put it together here. Let's do it. Here we go. In three, two, one. Cumpleaños feliz. Te deseamos a ti. Cumpleaños, Max Starks. Cumpleaños, Feliz. Wow! Oh. Yeah! There we go. There we Thank go. you. Boy, you really outshined you know, Wes and me. <laughs> yeah. I just, I sounded just like I did when I hit 40. Oh, wait a minute. Max, Max hit the fourth floor. My goodness, he's 40 years old. <laughs> yes. Yes, I I am in a, a distinguished club now, uh, <laughs> the the forty over forty club. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Well, it, it, AKA the survivors. <laughs> yes, exact, exactly. Yes, I'm winning the survivor pool right now. <laughs> so, young man, what have you accomplished in your life? I'm breathing. Okay, I'm breathing. Yeah, exactly. Stood up this morning, could see my toes. We're good. <laughs> That's always yeah, but that's not fair. Your your feet are so long, man. Come on, that, that is true. L- listen, listen, it's all about perspective, Wolf. I can see my toes. That's all we need to focus. That's on. all we need to focus on. Indeed, no, does not matter that they're size 19s and they stick out like <laughs> like boat skis. It does not matter. 
Every every year he buys a shoe a larger size where he can keep saying that. I can see my toe. I can see the tip of my shoe. I can can see it. I can see it. If I see it, I can believe it. I know know that it looks like the shoes of a court jester, but, you know, I can still see the tip of my shoe. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, I it. might be I might be exploring the northern hemisphere, but you know it's all good. Snowshoes are no, good. I, I got to tell you though, I got to tell you, Max has been working so hard. Max gets out of that that uh, you know broadcast position and goes down to the field, and then he's up again, and then he's catching a flight, then he's doing the what you call it bowl, and then he's doing the other bowl, and then he's doing the playoffs. I mean, he can't. I mean, he's busy. He's, he he's hustling. He yeah. is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't stop, and 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 apparently because we didn't make the playoffs, I'm now still going to the playoffs because I got Jacksonville and the Chargers this weekend. Well, there you <laughs> so, go. So you're still you're still going to be yeah. getting your air miles in. Yeah, air miles still fully engaged, and of course there is a San Francisco game, which is a lot closer. But apparently, I'm needed on America's first coast, so I'll be going to yeah. Jacksonville, clear across the country. Duval, yes, That's indeed. Right. Duval. All right, Alvaro. That's we're putting a wrap on the season all week long. Here uh, is Mike Tom called uh, putting a bow on it. Um, is it a wrap or is it a bow? I mean, because uh, I, I, I tend to think with Mike, you got to put a bow on the end of the season. Uh, certainly, the beginning of the season wasn't so good. Well, he's got to he's got to get the the scissors first. Um, he's working his way towards wrapping and bowing, but he's going to take his time, and he's always <laughs> taking his time, particularly with coaching decisions. They don't come quick, right? Um, so he he does take his time. I have to say that I was going to bring up that one of the points, and we're not in there, of course. It could well be the players themselves, but one of the things that strikes me about this season is some of the development of certain players. Um, again, it could have been up to them, but you get a sense and you guys would tell me that there was some coaching involved. Um, I mean, I'm thinking of guys that probably had career years or near career years, Cameron Sutton, Mason Cole, Pat Fryermuth, Minka Fitzpatrick, believe it or not, as good as he is, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward. Let's not even talk about the, the youngsters, you know, who are just coming in as freshmen. They have nothing to have another, another year to compare. You're looking at, at players that had either their career years, including some of the vets, or near career years. Now, maybe the team needed that for them to get to 9-8. and eight. So they just, they just put it out there because the team was desperate. But there were some new coaches in the staff, and you saw this happen, and that's very encouraging, particularly when you think the kind of 180 they did at the bye week where I actually did the run a little uh, just look at the numbers, and I'm not going to bore you with numbers, Craig, but out of the first eight games, <laughs> in seven of them, they attempted more passes than they had carries. Mm-hmm. In the last nine games, they had seven of them where they rushed more than they passed. So this is a 180. This is a complete change of orientation, philosophy, identity, and they did it in season. They had to. <laughs> to be honest, they had to. It wasn't working. What they had wasn't working. But they hit on the right note, and they ended up doing well. And to me, that also speaks to coaching. That's yep. the other bit of evidence I'm going to throw in there, that some of the new names in the coaching staff, I mean, again, I have no idea if they were responsible or if the players took it upon themselves. But I'm thinking Pat Meyer. I'm thinking Grady Brown, Brian Flores, Terrell Austin in a new role, and Mike Sullivan, just to name a few. Again, they may have not 
done anything themselves, but you got a sense that they were involved in this whole change of orientation and settling down of roles and what Mike Tomlin calls a division of labor and the focus of what you have to do. So I think when you look at the season, that is something to note about the season. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to do that. Not a lot of teams do that. No, and the success of the running game is, is directly related to, again, putting getting more reps, but it's also Pat Meyer getting the hogs, doing what they're supposed to do. They were doing it. They just It takes a while, as we've been talking about. Max, from the get-go, said it's going to be six, seven, eight weeks before you understand when we were coming out of training camp where this line is going to be because it takes some time. And you couldn't have been any more spot on, Max, than you were in that moment. Well, and I think Wolf. I mean, but 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 we've been in those moments, right? Where you're the right. new guy in a in a line, or you're the guy accepting the new guys on your line, <clears throat> and so it, it it it's a special amount of time that it takes for all of us to get on the same page. And so I just simply, you know, wanted to make sure that we tempered those expectations because this, the, like, of all the positions you could put out there on the football field, like O line's the only unique one where all five have to be on the same page, right? right? You can freestyle at other positions. You can do something individually that can be spectacular and work out for the good. You can't do that as an offensive lineman. I can't say, you know what? I was going to block the DN, but you know what? This that, that safety. I feel like if we get up to that safety, man, he could pop it all the way. So I'm not going to block this DN. I'm going to run to the safety instead. You can't do that. <laughs> <You know> <laughs> because the quarterback's laying down, look, 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 looking at the sky, wondering – why am I here right now and not looking downfield? So, you know, it takes time for that synchronicity and everybody has to, you know, be on that same page. You have to understand it. So, I mean, for Pat Meyer and that crew to just stick with it. Um, and like I said, no injuries as well. I think that was the other thing. We kept the same lineup out there. It wasn't like we had guys rolling in and out of the lineup. Like you see a lot of teams where they're rolling through offensive linemen. Guys are on IR. You know, they stayed together. They had some bumps and bruises along the way but nothing significant that really kept them out of the lineup from playing in games. And that's, I think, what really ended up being the true testament was the time accrued on the clock for those guys. It was the only NFL team that had the same five starters and essentially had the same crew the entire season. Everybody else had injuries and things to deal with. Fitzgerald was lucky that way. But again, I go back to when you made that comment, Max, you may have been the only person that was willing to bet on that offensive line. Uh, when they were two and six, I mean, how many people said, you know what, with this offensive line, we're going to bet the rest of the season. We're going to run more than we pass because we think they're built for that and they're up for that. Not a lot of people really saw that. I'm sure they saw that in the building because they made the change. But, boy, it took some guts from the outside. You think, wow, that, that took some guts. What do you think? You think that was that, it was that simple, that clear in your mind that that was the only way Pitcher was going to make make sort of some kind of advance, some kind of move ahead in the standings? Well, I, I think it had to be, Ovar, I think it had to be that you had to to keep hitting the grindstone because with any run game, like, you have to take those two yards, four yards, zero yards, six yards, until you finally crack the dam. And I think that was the biggest thing. It, run game is a game of repetition. Just like anything else, you've got to continually stick with it. You can't abandon it at the first sign of a negative play. Listen, Bruce Arians used to do that. 
BA would be like, all right, that was y'all's shot. All right, now we're going to the air game. And you're like, oh, God, we lost a run game <laughs> yep. because of one negative play. And, you know, Matt Canada realized you got a rookie quarterback. Like, what makes a successful formula? You have to be able to run the ball. You have to be two-dimensional because that rookie quarterback is going to get overwhelmed at some point. He's going to feel the pressure, and you need to alleviate that stress and not make every big play that he's going to have to throw third and 18, third and 11, right? You've got to get him into third and mediums, third and shorts, so you have a two-way go and you keep teams guessing to where they can't just either A, they want to load the box and now you're one-on-one, or B, they're dropping off and like cover eight, you know, and dropping eight guys and only rushing three. So you have to keep that two-dimensional personality about yourself and, and, and the offensive line kept showing little glimpses that, hey, we're getting better about it. I'm sure Najee's saying, hey, we can run the ball. Just just keep just keep at it as well. And Najee, ha, ha, you know, he admitted to it. He wasn't the best runner. He didn't trust him early on. And he had to have that kind of kumbaya moment with them during the bye week to make sure that he was there and that they understood that they could, they could trust each other. Exactly so. And the thing about the running game is <clears throat> you're never quite sure when it's going to break. You know, it you can tell, and it depends on, you know, the score and the opponent and all that thing, but one of the beautiful things about it, it's like Rocky going to the body before going to the head. You know, you soften them up, you lump them up, you marinate their ribs, body blows, and you can see it when you take over in the second half, and you see these guys getting up to their feet slowly, uh, starting to argue in the huddle. They're yelling at each other and things like that. And you know you're getting to them. You're starting to crack that rock. And all that does is it incites you more as an offensive line. The more you see the defensive guys start to, like, uh, you know, kind of, like, melt down and start to, 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 you know, question each other and all that sort of stuff, you realize you're getting to them. And that's what the beauty of the run game is. It is so wonderful when you're in those moments when you know that you are just like in the second half against the Ravens. You see back in the day, Max, your day, when you're getting after the Ravens and you're body blowing them. And I, I tell a story all the time with, with, with Heinz Ward and Chris McAllister, and he's blocking Chris McAllister, and Heinz Ward, or and McAllister says, hey, ease up. I don't want to get over and get in front of Bussy because Bussy's pal- palpitating the Ravens in the second <laughs> half. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the way it was done, man. You know, we saw it this season. We got Pittsburgh goes to Indy. They've got Jonathan Taylor. He's fine. He's not on the injury list, and they don't use him. They start passing. Yeah, we saw it in Atlanta. They've got Cordero Patterson. He was coming back from a three-game layoff from injury. He was fine. They didn't use him. Mariota started the game by passing the ball. Then you saw Cleveland. I mean, I don't get Cleveland. All due respect. They've got a world-class stable of runners. Nick Chubb may be the best runner in the league. But what do they do? They give him about 11 carries in the first half. That's fine. Five yards a carry. And then at the end of the first half, they give up on it. Let's just – he's on the field, but he's out there, one of the three white receivers to the right. I just don't get it. And what what, the only explanation is that they're looking at that defense and saying, we can't run. We can't do it. Not not, not against these guys. And they give up on things. They don't even try things against Pittsburgh. I think part of the 7-2 and two at the end of the season was just that kind of dumb luck that the other side decided not to pursue what they could have done. <laughs> and they had a, as a great weapon. And, and, again, credit to the Pittsburgh defense, what they were doing week to week to opponents. 
And I think people were walking into the game thinking, I don't know if I can run against this, this, this team. I don't know if I can run against Pittsburgh. I mean, let's, just, let's just have five wide and see what we can get. I don't get that. I thought it was Baker Mayfield changing plays or sort of influencing what they were going to do. Now I think it's more Kevin Stefanski. Um, I just don't know why they went away from something that was so effective in the first half. They just went away from it. It wasn't that they were down, you know, 10 points. 14 points at some point they were but generally speaking they were close and they gave up on it mm. but that's good we'll take that Pittsburgh will take that any minute now and if it's perception that gets you to do that great we need all the help we can get but the question I have for you now is when you look at that division and you still look at a potentially healthy Lamar Jackson uh, Joey B and then you see Deshaun Watson with a year's preparation in preseason I mean, when you look at that division, everybody ended up, what, three and three? Uh, yeah. When you look at that division, I mean, do you have the horses? Do you have the confidence to say, hey, first step towards anything in the playoffs or any championship or any confetti game, I love that expression, is to yeah. simply win your division. How how will that be next year? I mean, do you walk away from the season? Do you walk away from the season thinking we did something really extraordinary? We really did something that not a lot of people did, and it just gave the team a lot of confidence and an identity, really. Is that going to be enough in the NFL next year? That's my question. That's the question I'm sure that they're asking themselves in the first few days of the offseason. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right, Alvaro. It, it, it is something that when we look at the first half to the second half, the growth that was made. Because I think another thing, Alvaro, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean – was this really a rebuild when you think about what the Steelers accomplished this season? I mean, can we really call this a rebuild? Do we call it a retool? Because you still finished uh, above 500. You know, you finished third in your division. But like but like all the reasons you just said, like if all things are equal, I mean, where is that big dissemination? And how? it also speaks to how good this division is um, when you stack it up against the rest of the NFL. And it's been like that since Tomlin's been in here. I mean, I don't think there's really been a lull. So, I mean, do you think we call this a full-on rebuild or is this just something where it just kind of retooled it? Is that Would that be a better phrase? I, I think retooling would be it, but I think reorienting would be really Ooh. what what happened there here. There we go. They went yes. away from, from a, a notion of how to win games um, within the same philosophy of trying to give the defense the biggest rest possible and the biggest lead possible to make them rest as much as they can make them turn the ball over force turnovers so that's that philosophy hasn't changed it's how you did that that changed and they did it within the season but it didn't really i mean they topped it it had three points in that loss against cincinnati but i think they topped at 20 28 29 points is that going to be enough um is tj going to play 17 games every year the way he plays, um, you know, you know, those are the kind of questions that they need to ask. Is this enough? Do we have enough? Do we have another step up next year in efficiency, particularly in the passing game? You would think. You I would, would believe you would that. Think. Yeah, I would believe that, right? No because question. we already saw that growth in in just a half of a season. So those are the kind of questions, and I think when when Tomlin says, you know, I'm in the tricky business, that's the kind of tricky thing. It's how do you how do you pick out the threats that matter in your decision making? 
what really happened, the trend lines that really matter, and what made those trend lines move, and what is indispensable and what's dispensable. Those are very tough decisions when you have a team like that. One item that you brought up, Max, about the opponent that was really one of the keys to the Pittsburgh um, season, I think, as far as we just didn't make the playoffs, but it was just a, a really inspiring season in many ways. And that is that there were very, very, very few incidents where Pittsburgh players, you know, voiced or made clear their displeasure um, and be to the, to the, that would rise to kind of an incident that you had to deal with. Speaks to the team's culture, steam, t- speaks to the team's leadership. It also speaks to Mike Tomlin and what he allows and doesn't allow. Um, but this team had every ingredient to start getting pointing fingers and getting a little talky and getting a little, you know, unnamed source and just bent some spleen. And it largely didn't happen, by and large, in a very difficult season. That speaks to, again, leadership, culture. I think it also speaks to a sense of everybody related to the team. Everyone there knew the margin for error was negative, was zero. There was simply, you had to roll in the right direction and breathe at the right time and pull at the right time and lift the oar out of the water at the right time. There was absolutely no margin for error. And everybody played that way. That is a trait that will serve this young team well, particularly the offense. Really, the pressure they played all year. I believe it, man. I think I, I really think this laid the foundation for the next generation to come because you absolutely. had to navigate the loss of a Hall of Fame quarterback. And let's face it, at all, you know, Ben was the center of the universe in the Steeler world. I mean, really. I mean, let's face it. That's the way it is. If you are that t- caliber quarterback, and he is, you know, that's that's a tough one to supplant, to replace, to come along and have a leader capable of delivering the mail, such as like Ben did for so many years. So I think we got our man. I think they've got, uh, you know, a lot of progress was made this year. But, you know, I look forward to what, what will be next year. I mean, you got a lot of young people coming along making big plays down the stretch. And there was none bigger than George Pickens and Cam Hayward. And, you know, the the, the, the young guys were just out there doing stuff that, by golly, that's the new blood that you need. And you have the, the philosophy at the end of Ben's career is let's try to bring some free agents uh, to pluck some holes. And uh, it's just so we can extend the window and see where we can go with, with what's left of, of Ben's career the new regime, which again, the presence of new people on top would make some people jumpy in a team, didn't matter. It didn't have an effect at all. Everybody just focused on their on their business. But also now we have a, a team that has players that the team can build upon. In other words, players that are young in the rookie contracts, which are inexpensive contracts. And that maybe in the past, the team may have said, eh, you know, let's get someone a little bit more veteran here, a free agent. Now the team may be saying, you know what, we're sticking with the young ones. We're sticking with the young ones, and we're going to bring free agents judiciously in certain areas. But I think we're going to focus on developing our own. I mean, you see Mark Robinson, who at the very end of the season showed up, DeMarco Leal, those players, Galen Warren. I mean, that's developing. It's talent, obviously. 
I don't want to minimize what they, the, the guys did. But think about but this, that, too. Think about this, too. While you're retooling, when was the last time the Steelers came away with two first-round draft picks? Oof. You know, I mean, that that you, generally that happens when you've crashed the season, you know, when things yeah. go downhill really bad, um, and it didn't. And this is a rebounding team with some draft capital, with some good young people coming on. My goodness. I, I just, I don't know, I, I'm kind of excited about next year. You see, if you develop your own and they, and they show that development, then you don't have to worry about bringing anybody in at, at a big ticket, at a big price. And that changes the dynamic of the team as well. So I think one of the most encouraging things about this season is development. Development again. I don't want to. I don't know enough to know if it's the coaching or the players or both or a combination. I don't know where the line would be drawn, but this team now has a, has also the confidence of plugging a player and knowing whoever you were coming in here, we're going to make you better and you will be better, and that is unbelievable. That really helps the team build. Uh, you don't have to worry about free agency. You don't have to worry about bringing people from outside. Uh, that is a significant one eighty. I think that happened this season. And that's going to really bode well for team construction in the future because you've got some big contracts on that team and justifiably so. But at this point, you need to grab people, plug them, develop them, trust them, and then watch them grow. And that's what's happened this year. It's, it's great. I mean, to see backups become starters, right. to see people that, that, that yeah. believe that you are a backup and they prove at the end of the season, no, I am a starter, that's great. Every team wants that. And Pisser had a whole bunch of stories like that this year. Absolutely. Alvaro, thank you so much. Thank you for the thank entire you, year. We appreciate you. We're going to miss Alvaro. seeing you. Yes, all of us here, we thank you for being a part of the locker room, brother. Oh, listen, it's been my pleasure, my honor. And uh, just enjoy the offseason. And, and Max, take it easy. It's your 40th birthday, okay? Take it easy now. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Listen, I'm, I'm actually going to go shopping for uh, those – the four-way walkers and get the little tennis balls on the bottom just to make sure I'm sturdy and get some new balances and some and maybe even some compression socks. I don't know. You know, there's not enough time in the day. <laughs> Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Thanks, Alvaro. Take Thank care. You. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Right, Great job. Oh, man. That was the tremendous and, and ever so conversive Alvaro Martin, yes. who is the play-by-play for a Spanish broadcast of the Steelers games. It's always great talking to Alvaro. It is. It is. Yeah, it's always you know you know it's game day when you see him and and, and Arturo, uh, and we usually are in the lobby around the same time heading over to the game. So it's good to see those guys. <laughs> hey, All right, hey, Wolf. real real quick yeah, uh, before yeah. you throw at the break, a thank you as well too. You know, I I like to take the credit for the production side of this, but. You know, it was our it was our fearless leader on the Steelers side of things, uh, Regan Barubi, who was the one who said to, "Hey, you know what? What do you think about having Alvaro on the show with those guys?" Oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. so, so, thanks to Regan as well too for suggesting that idea earlier in the season because uh, I think you guys will agree that's that's been one of our best segments every week. We love it. Absolutely oh, love it. We love it. Yeah, Alvaro and Alvaro's great too. You know, it's always great not only to have a a, a weekly guest, but then a weekly guest that's so great like Alvaro. That has that, that adds so much commentary, which is which is. And he's nice. multilingual. I can't even speak English for exactly. crying out loud. 
I've already had a bilingual birthday. You know what I'm saying? On one show. Absolutely. Got birthday, happy birthday saying to me in two different languages. This is awesome. All right, Wes, uh, your job during the break is learn French. I need you to learn French so we can oui, oui. get the trifecta going. Yeah, there we go. All right, we're going to step aside while, while Wes takes a Rosetta Stone class, and we'll be back here in the locker room here on SNR at ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got Max Starks here, guys. Go. All right, so I got Big Max here. Max, you seem to be making a legend out of yourself out of coming off the couch last year to play a whole game. Now, not too much banging in training camp. Here you are again out on the field. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was definitely a good feeling to know that you could come out here and, uh, you know, and play like I did the first half. Uh, knee felt really good, and uh, we started getting, getting in a rhythm uh, towards the end of the half. You know, we had some miscommunication early on, and we kind of settled down as an offense, so it felt really good to get back there and get in the rhythm of everything. How important was that 98-yard drive to end this first half? It was uh, really important. I think that was, uh, that was kind of the thing that started the momentum shift. I mean, you look at, you know, it's a tie game, 7-7. You have 98 yards to go. We get a penalty, and we're 99 yards. And then to take it the length of the field in a two-minute drill uh, was really good. Then kind of sparked us, I think, going into the half and coming back out. I mean, you saw we put 14 quick points on them. Again, defense has got some great interceptions that kind of put us in a good position. We were across the 50, so it made it a lot easier. And uh, it's just been it's been a great game in the second half. Now, just tell me about your knee. How's that feeling? Knee feels good. Knee feels really good. I mean, especially I was only supposed to play a quarter, and I felt good enough. I went through the half. Uh, to make sure that, you know, I got into the rhythm with everybody. I didn't like the way that we played in the first quarter, so I wanted to keep on playing, and it uh, went, went really well. Well, I'm going to let you go because I'm getting a cramp. You're so tall, and my low back is cramping up, holding the mic up by your face. <laughs> 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 Thanks. I appreciate that. All right. Thank you, Max. The always classy Max Starks. Holding call against Buffalo, second and 19, and this pass is incomplete. Oh, my goodness, Max. <laughs> I, yeah. I forgot we've got a real history before we – we had history. <laughs> I listen. I, I, I am. I, I have to say, I am one of. I'm one of the 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 uh, the few that received a locker room leader award from Tunch and Wolf. That's right. You know, yeah. Oh, I, that's I, right. I, I, I still have the trophy in my house. So yes. So yeah. We we go back, and that it's funny. You interview me after all like my serious injuries. Yeah, I know. Uh, Why did that happen? That, I don't know. That that was that that was my ACL when we played the preseason game against Buffalo when I was on the IR with uh, Casey Hampton and Richard Mendenhall. Okay. And we were in training camp. Remember we we had the we had the we had the fat guy circuit going where we would <laughs> we'd work up we'd work out on field three. That's right, uh, yes. Before fans came in and everything, and then when we came out to practice we'd be in in uh, shorts and t shirts. Um, but we would go work out and, and I'd never forget that Philly game happened week two. And, um, you know, the offensive line had, had a, uh, had a less than stellar preseason game. A couple <laughs> sacks were given up. And I just remember I was, cause I was at St. Vincent's. I didn't travel cause I was on IR. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the next day I came to the training room and Norwig and Doc Bradley's in there. They're looking at the, Oh, it looks good. It looks good. No, no, your <laughs> progress is great. I'm like, why are y'all saying this? Because I just talked to you guys on Friday, and you guys were like, "Oh yeah, you know, keep doing what you're doing." All of a sudden, my 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 knee looks great, huh? Okay, I see where this is going. And then, for sure, once again, Wolf, yeah, you know, it was like, 
All right, he's good to go. Third preseason game. Was the third preseason game back then? That's the dress rehearsal game. That's the one where you're going to play the most reps as yep, a starter before exactly. the season starts. And that and I had to make it sound good like, okay, yeah, we, we didn't have a good first quarter, so we had to go back out in the second quarter. It was like, no, we were going to second quarter. You're the beast time. of burden. All right. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, boy. We're going to open – we got the phone lines. We got some people lined up here. Yeah, let's Max, go. We're, we're going to start rolling here. We got Juan from Charleston. Juan, you're in the locker room. How you doing, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Doing fabulous. Doing good, How you doing? Juan. Hey, doing good. Hey, happy birthday, Max. <laughs> Appreciate that, Juan, very much, man. Thank you so much. Aren't you going to do uh, it in another no language? Thought. Come on. No. Aren't no, you bilingual? Hey, hey, another song. Hey, <laughs> hey, Wolf, I'm like you. Hey, I flunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. All right, come ahead. <laughs> Hey, so you guys were asking for favorite candy, my favorite candy. Yes. I'm a Reese's guy. Okay. Uh, you're smart. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Peanut butter and chocolate. Better combination. I can't oh, yeah, you can't, combination. You can't, you can't go, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I like them all. You, you, you even remember they had the Reese's cream and like the little, little sticks like the Kit Kat back in the days. I like those too. Right. right. Oh, man. Kit yes. Kats are, yes. they rule. They rule. There's no doubt about it. But you know, if you had one, just one candy to go to, what would that be? I, you know, I think M and M's might be mine. The peanut M and M's, just because if it, you know, you can go, you know, it can be dessert, it can be a snack, it can be just candy. You know, it, it covers a lot of bases. One candy, I'll say. Um, I have a, I have a little kid too, a taller, so. I'm always eating all their Skittles. <laughs> oh, Skittles. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, are you optimistic about this year, Juan, or what? Oh, yeah, I'm very optimistic. The guys, they, they came together. Um, the team came together. I mean, what, what can we say? We had a good season. Beautiful. They say we started 2-6 yeah. um, and, and ended up 98. And like you guys said, we could have just get one more. Ten would have got us in. One yep. more would have got us in. So I'm very optimistic. And then you got to think about the pieces that we have coming back next year too. You can't forget we got Calvin Austin coming back. So hopefully that guy can get the get speed up on the progress, and we'll see how that go with him and um, Pickens on the other side with each other. Sounds good. I like the sound of that, buddy. All right, oh, we got to roll well. on, Juan. We got some other callers. We got to get in. Thank you so much. Good to All hear right. from you. Good to hear from you guys. Love you guys. All right, brother. Love you. Take care. Take care, bud. All right, we're rolling on here. We got uh, we got Everett in Fort Wayne. Let's go back out to Fort Wayne, Indiana. I hey, happy birthday! Happy birthday, man! <laughs> ah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely, Everett. How you doing, man? You gonna sing or you gonna say happy birthday in another language? What? Oh, we're losing you, uh, Everett. I'm sorry, bud. We're gonna have to let you go because your phone dropped. Gadzooks, just before yeah. the big the big finish there, Max. That would have oh, been great. Goodness. I think I think I think we're all good. I think I think that's okay. Okay, that's we got a, that is okay. we got one more. We got Mario in New Jersey. Let's get Mario in. Hello, 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 thank you for taking this call. Hello, hello, thank you for taking this call. You betcha. What you got? I just want to say I'm glad to hear that, you know, Mr. Hamlin 
is going back home in Buffalo. I just heard the news uh, yes. yesterday or today. It's good to hear that. And I, I didn't like the fact that we had the buckets for the referees uh, uh, against Cleveland. I didn't catch that one. Say again, Mario. I. When we played against Cleveland, I think we had the Muppets as referees. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that was good. Yeah, and, nice shot. And you and you promised us, you know, Looney Tunes or Looney Tunes segment and oh, Muppets and oh, now Max. you have Nick. That's yeah. right, Max. We, 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 we have to do that. We're gonna have we to need do to do it. it. We need to do it before the, before the end of, before the end of this week. We will have the Looney Tunes yes, cast that's lineup. It. Okay, yes. Looney Tunes lineup. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's on tap tomorrow. League, you want to call it like that? Newton's League and Muppets in there and throwing some, you know, throwing a bib and get ready for some, you know, food and everything like that, you know? <laughs> Sounds good, Mario. Sounds good, buddy. We got to yeah. roll. We got to go to Love break, it. my friend. Love it. Awesome. Love I'm it. Happy Love to hear it. From you guys. Thanks and, uh, so much. Un cumpleaños. Hey, un cumpleaños. Hey. Happy birthday. Gracias, gracias, mi amigo. All right. That is Let awesome. Go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Italiano, too. Oh, man. Okay, there we go. We I love another it. another one. <clears throat> I mean, listen, we're racking up the languages. I love it. All right, Wolf. Well, I will take it to break then, and then we will finish the bell lap here in the locker room for today when we come back. He's Wolf. I'm Starks, ESPN SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joining us on the uh, show right now, Steelers offensive lineman, a good guy overall, giant human being, uh, Max Starks. You can follow him on Twitter at MaxStarks78. Max, we follow you on Twitter. What is, uh, explain this Team Tiny Shirts thing you and the offensive linemen are always talking about. You remember the time when wearing very baggy clothing, very big, large clothing was really in style? Yeah. You're a big guy. You know, you were wearing really large stuff that looked like, you know, bed sheets. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, for us, we decided, you know, this year that big men were going to now take back this trend of wearing the tight clothing. It's not going to be tight. It's going to fit you comfortably, but it's going to be something, you know, to motivate guys, you know, to stay in shape, be fit, and, uh, and look good, you know, because you see every other t- every dude wearing tight polos and yeah. trying to fill up their arm muscles like they just shrunk the sleeves on their shirt. <laughs> and we say, you know what? It's like, we're all going to try and just, you know, get as fit as possible and see what we can fit into. So, you know, like guys are like wearing 2XL shirts that usually they used to wear like 4 and 5XL t-shirts. So we're like, team tiny shirts, that's what we're doing. <laughs> you remember that one, Max? Uh, hashtag TTS, baby. <laughs> The morning team tidy shirts. That's right. Oh my gosh, man! This is just like the archives of the show. I'm surprised we didn't pull up one with me and Joe Bendel when I had my show back in the day. Jeez, I mean, well, you know, give me some time. Give me some time. Yeah, we got got the rest of the week going on here, Max. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. But yeah, no team tiny shirts. So that was one that was pretty funny. Um, That was also back in a time when V-necks for men was a was a cool thing. So we had these gray shirts that we that that i that i had made up 
and uh, and we and we put the TTS, <laughs> and it had like a lineman. Yeah, Team Tiny shirts, man. And we used to wear them to the games, and so. And we actually – actually, I have to dig up a photo. There's a picture of all of us in front of, um, you know, the men of steel as you walk out the locker room right. um, to the tunnel. Uh, there's a picture of all of us posing with the TTS shirts on. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> you gotta, hilarious. You got to dig that one up. We got to tweet that one out. All right, let's yeah. roll back to the phones here. We got a couple of guys here. We got to get in before the end of the show. We got Cuban Dan in North Carolina. Cuban, you are in the hey, locker happy, room. Have a good day and happy birthday, man. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it, man. I'm 45. How's it, how's it feel to hit the 40 club? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it feels good. I'm firmly supplanted in the, in the 40 club, as my wife let me know. She's like, no, you're no longer 40. You're 41, so you you are two feet in. So I'm like, thanks, babe. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, <laughs> And then everybody Are else trying to call me a day before and let me know that I was like, I was like listen, I already know I'm 40, guys. You don't have to. <laughs> You don't have to rub it in. <laughs> you know what I did on my 40th birthday? Faith had a, a birthday party at my gym for all the, the members and everything. So we did. It was a, a Craig Wolfley 40th birthday party. Well, it was so successful. Next year, I said, why don't we do a, an annual 40th birthday party? <laughs> just, just keep rolling it. You know, they bring in gifts. Do it. You're, you're like the, the girl that's always 26. There you go. Always, always, always celebrating her 26th birthday year after year. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't quite work out the same the next year, so anyhow. What do you got in yeah. mind there, buddy? Well, um, just to answer, answer your question, one, man, I'm going to really miss you guys here. It's not going to be the same without Steelers Nation Radio playing throughout the day while I'm working. Uh, two, I'm going to ruin uh, dessert for you because this is my go-to dessert every okay. single night. It's Ben and Jerry's fish food ice cream mixed with Bucker's all natural peanut butter. Wow. Whoa. I literally, okay. I literally have a pint of ice cream in front of me and a jar of peanut butter, and I do scoop, scoop, eat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're a madman. Yeah. I love you, dude. Yeah, you That's know, great. Y'all try, you, try that, and you'll never come back. <laughs> fish ah, yeah. food and peanut butter. All right. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like and it. The, I like the, it. The, the, last, the last thing is I was thinking yesterday after, after the show, how frustrated do you think teams are around the league? I'm not, I'm not putting a gold jacket on Kenny Pickett just yet. But how frustrating do you think it is to watch the Steelers come off Ben after 18 years and find what could be their next franchise guy? I mean, you look at you look at Denver with Russell and what they spent. You look at at Cleveland with Deshaun and what they spent to get him. And not to mention the countless teams that go through a carousel of quarterbacks year after year and do that for about five, six, eight, ten years before they hope to land on somebody that they can rely on. And here are the Steelers coming off of Ben and jumping right into Kenny. Well, I was just I was, I was thinking about It just about looks that. good right now, bud. I hope and pray that it continues. But, yeah, I got a feeling there could be wailing and gnashing of teeth all the way around the league. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, one, and when you forgot, Dan, the New York Jets, think about how long they're suffering Ooh, yeah. and spending first-round draft picks to find the right quarterback. To try to find that's Joe Willie again. Yeah, yeah, exa that's, exactly. That's that's why I preface it with uh, not putting a gold jacket on him just yet or putting a spot from Ken, but everything that we've seen so far, those arrows are pointed in the right direction. It and is. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm excited that at a minimum that there's something to build on there. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, so, brother. We got to roll on. We got one more before cool. we got to close the show. But thank you so much. And fish food and peanut butter. Mm-mm, good. Exactly. Remember the smuck. The What's Smucker's okay, All ahead. Natural peanut butter. That's important. <laughs> all, okay, Smucker's All Natural. And, of course, the one thing I love about Cuban Dan the most, no pickles on the Cuban sandwich. I'm just saying. Just throw it out I'm there. I'm sorry. You got to so have them. You got to have them. No, you don't. Yes, all right. You do. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Dan. You got to go to – let's finish up. We got CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room. Make it good, buddy. You're the last one here. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, it was exciting to talk to you. And we want to say happy birthday to you, Matt. Happy birthday, you youngster. Thanks, you. You're getting up there, and we love you. <laughs> also want to give a shout-out to Weston's lady. Hey, Wes, happy birthday to your wife, man. Thanks, you, uh, she deserves a happy. She, she deserves a shout-out, too. Don't forget the ninja in the background. That's right. Uh, yeah. She deserves a shout-out yeah. for putting up with me. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, yeah. of course. I mean, everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh... Hey guys, it, it's been fun. Uh, a really, uh, it was an interesting year, exciting year. I'm glad we finished on on a positive note. Uh, we got a, we got some good call for the future. Uh, we don't know what's going on with some of the guys, especially <clears throat> some of the guys on defense on on, on uh, with long in the tooth. There, we just hope that uh, they all come back. I really like the core. What's going on? Uh, I like uh, what was happening there on them last couple of games. Uh, uh, take, taking drives all the way through, uh, finishing, uh, winning on a positive note. Uh, we got something good for the future. I just hope this field of nation recognizes that we can't win all the time, but we can be excited about what's going on. Uh, so uh, comments on that real quick, and I got one thing, now I go. Well, no, I just, hey, you look to the future. That's all. You yeah. know what I mean? That's you got what it's that about. right. Absolutely, brother. All right. Well, yeah, well shout out to the, the, the Cuban Dan. I appreciate you, brother. And also, hey, Juan, what's going on, brother? We miss you, man. Give us a call. So, with that being said, in the meantime, and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you, CR. Yes. Thank you, CR. That was awesome. Well, oh, man. What do you say, well, Max? Birthday boy. I know, I know, man. Well, hey, I will say this, Wolf. If you missed any of this show today, the birthday edition of the locker room, feel free to go download it at the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio app, or wherever else you podcastify. It's Tuesday, so that means that Johnny is up this week. That's right, Steelers Week in Review. Is this the final one? Is this the final edition there, Wesley? Pinch to Johnny? You can't pinch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. Max, Johnny never sleeps, all right? This is a 365-day venture, baby. <laughs> there we go. So it's just, it's just the Week 18 edition of the Steelers Weekend Review with Wesley Johnny Euler, a.k.a. the Euler Bomb, uh, you know, bringing it to you on the podcast and wherever you get your SNR lineups as well. Stan Saverin, also the godfather, dropping his podcast twice weekly. Once today and, of course, on, on Thursday as well. Everybody have a beautiful day. Make it a great day, not just because it's my birthday, but if you do, I won't be mad at it. All right, we'll <laughs> talk to you tomorrow. Here, You've been in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.